Welcome to the podcast where you eavesdrop into conversations between my friends and I on a weekly basis. My name is Lily Jo, I'm a singer, songwriter, and I perform shows all over the world. I'm a qualified counsellor and an emotional well-being coach. You can also check out my award-winning online mental health resource, The Lily Jo Project. I know you will find gems of wisdom within the conversations that I have with my friends. Hopefully you will find tools and resources that you can hold on to, try and test for yourself all around the important subject of mental health and personal development. I am so pleased to welcome you to today's episode of Eavesdrop. On today's episode, it's my pleasure to introduce you to my friend and actually one of my inspirations. It's Philippa Hanna. Philippa is a singer-songwriter from the north of England and over the last 10 years she has played shows all across the globe, performing alongside many well-known artists including Little Mix, Calabro, Lionel Richie and loads more. I know Philippa has loads of wisdom and insight on topics such as self-esteem, cyberbullying and just generally being an incredible, big-dreaming, high-energy human. I'm so excited for her to join me in conversation today ahead of her busy summer touring schedule. Hello, Philippa. I'm so honoured that you find me inspiring because you are of the women, public women in our arena doing the sort of thing we do. You are so up there. Wow. On the inspirational stakes. Oh, I just got a compliment thrown straight back at me. Oh, got a bit of goosebumpage. Right back at you. Goosebumpage there. Thank you so much. <laughs> we like, are in some random wasteland, actually, in the middle of Stoke, aren't we? Wasteland. It's so glamorous, our lifestyle. But I just wanted to find out a little bit more about you and how you tick and how you work, really. So first question, what advice would you give to your teenage self? Oh, gosh, so much I want to say to that 15, 16, 17-year-old girl. Firstly, I'd want to say that depression you're suffering, you will come out of that. Because I think when you're in a depressed place, Mm -hmm. the biggest fear and the darkest thought you have is that it's never going to end and you're always going to feel that way. So number one would be you're going to survive. You're going to survive that darkness. Number two would be you don't have to work so hard to impress the people around you. And the people whose opinion matters to you so much now, most of them you won't even know in 10 years. Wow. And so it's not worth compromising your, your morals, your sense of dignity just to impress people or do what they expect of you. So that would probably be the top two. Yeah, they are amazing pieces of wisdom, actually. Really, really good. Let's talk about you as an artist. You are daily uploading some inspirational, amazing videos, which are just fantastic. I just wonder, now we're halfway through the year, just gone, how are you finding uploading to YouTube every single day? I feel like it's like training for a marathon or, oh. doing, or doing anything physical where you're, you know, when people go on these kind of, life-saving weight loss journeys. It feels a bit like that in that you sort of regularly hit a wall and think, I'm not sure if I can continue with this, but then you just somehow do. And I actually made a decision a couple of weeks ago that if I need to stop, I will. I'm not going to kill myself Ah, over it. Okay. So if if I do need to have a day off or whatever, I'm not going to put the pressure on me. It's not going to be like I failed if I I take a day off. Mm. Because I don't think it's healthy to be enslaved to your goals. (laughs) Wow, yeah, absolutely. Have goals, but don't let them run your life. Mm. That's really, really good, actually. Because the thing I love about you is how you just have an idea and you dream big and then you just execute it. So how do you maintain that high energy? I'm like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like a dog. I've got two gears, like jumping up and down, really, really excited, chasing a ball or asleep. <laughs> I literally am. Right. I'm, wow. 100 mi- I'm 100 miles an hour or I'm off. On the days where I'm crashing, I'm just a duvet day kind of person and I just mm-hmm. unplug completely. But it really comes from just feeling really driven and called to do something positive with my life. We don't know how long we've got, you know. Mm. So I just want to make sure I do everything I can while I'm here. Great. That is amazing. So what would be your core value that you would actually die for? Mm. That's such a good question. I don't know. (laughs) What legacy would you like to leave on the world? Like on your gravestone? Oh my gosh, this is so depressing. (laughs) (laughs) But what would you want to say that you lived for and that you'd be remembered for? Like you would love to be remembered for. So Philippa Hanna, she lived a life fighting for this or that. Or what would it be? Well, I really believe that knowing that we are each amazing, that we're amazing, is it's a revolution and it's the key to unlocking our future. And I think that every day we're going to come up against the lie that we're ordinary, that we're not good enough, that we're worthless. And those lies just completely immobilize us. They stop us from doing things. They keep us sitting in front of the TV instead of going out and talking to people. And they, they keep us in the job we hate when we could actually be pursuing something that we're really called to and really going to be great at. Mm-hmm. So I think like sharing the message that people are amazing has the power to put them on the course for their call in life. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how you'd fit that on a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> it could just be, you are amazing. Just put it in brackets. Wow. <laughs> Philippa Hanna, you are amazing. So when people are reading it, they go, oh, I'm yeah, amazing. that's nice. Wow, that's so incredible. So when you know how amazing you actually are, you can then go out into the world and live out your purpose, can't you? So Mm -hmm. how would you encourage someone to get on that first step and that first step of the ladder to go out and dream big and do what's on their heart to do? Getting started is the hardest part of any dream, Um, whether it's to become a YouTuber or a singer or a teacher or whether it's to become super fit and be a bodybuilder, whatever it is, getting started is the hardest part because you're looking at nothing. You haven't got any sort of mileage behind you. I think it's just knowing that the baby steps make the strides. Brilliant. So every small step leads to a big change. Yeah. And even if you can't do everything at once, this is what I'm teaching myself. I'm a master procrastinator. So I'm I'm so good at putting things off. And it's, it's one of the things that prevents us moving forward. Mm. So for instance, if you've got, like I had, last week 15 songs to learn for two different events in a weekend like sitting down and thinking I've got to learn 15 songs is really hard so sometimes it's okay to say well today I'll just download the lyrics and put them on my iPad great tomorrow I'll just listen through them a little bit and it's like taking the bite size absolutely because you can't tackle everything in one go yeah that's brilliant so it's taking small chunks off that big it's chopping that pizza up yeah into like lots of different small into slices. Into little slices. Yes. Yeah. Or cake. Because the thing that happens then is when you go to learn the songs, you think, well, I've already got the lyrics on my iPad. I've listened to them once or twice. So I'm not starting from scratch. So it actually really helps. And like even just stupid things, like if you know you've got to clean the whole house and you really can't be bothered, which it happens to me all the time, just hoover upstairs. You don't have to hoover the whole place, you know? That's so good. So yeah, little steps, small, achievable, manageable goals. Yeah, because then when you when you get to the next day, you think, well, I don't have the whole house to clean now, just half of it. And yeah, it's brilliant. that is easier to deal with. So I think that is probably for whatever it is, whether it's a massive goal, or whether it's just general 
life management is I'm just learning to have a little go and do a bit of things. That is so good. Thank you. I know that that will help lots of people. Okay, so what happens if you're about to step out and you've decided on a goal or a dream that you want to accomplish and people start to be mean to you? How do you overcome that? How do you get through sort of maybe cyberbullying or haters? Mm. How have you dealt with that? Well, when it first started to happen, because it did, um, and I can see if I look back over my career, which really started in 2005, I can see that at every important juncture, there was always a little, a little wall of hate that happened. And then you break through it. And then so immediately it might be just friends and family who have doubtful or negative things to say. Then as you push through that, you might find on your first, in your first circle of, of an audience, you'll get people who are not keen And then as you hit a new, you know, every time you hit a new sphere, you'll hit a new little wall of hate you have to break through. So I think what's important to do is prepare yourself for it. So just tell tell yourself, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Write it in your diary. You know, I'm going to get haters at some point. And know that it's not personal. It's actually a part of the process. And I mean, there might be some times where it is personal. But even in those situations, it's important to know that it's, it's par for the course with with a dream and it's so important to keep a close circle of people you trust and know that your worth doesn't come from random strangers opinions that's so good but but you know the people who love you and of course in my opinion as a christian i know that god i believe that god loves and accepts me for who i am and that's all that really matters Mm, wow that's amazing so you're a christian Mm -hmm. What's that like? What's faith like for you? What does faith mean to you? Well, I mentioned briefly in, in the, the first question that I suffered with depression as a teenager. And that's really where my faith journey begins. I wasn't raised in a Christian home or we didn't go to church or anything like that. My dad was an atheist. My mum sort of believed in her spare time. And I was really unwell in my sort of teens, especially my sort of mid to late teens. And really, really incapacitated by depression. I wasn't able to go out. I wasn't able to... Um, do the things I used to enjoy. And that is one of the things that led me to pursuing spiritual answers because I'd been to a doctor, that didn't help. I had medication, that didn't help. And what do you do when all of your, you know, when all of the other things don't work? I thought, well, maybe there's a spiritual thing I could pursue. And I tried loads of stuff, bought loads of books, went to loads of different, you know, kind of holistic uh, therapy people. And I just kept coming up with nothing. Uh, It just didn't work for me until I met some Christians and ended up going into a church one day and prayed for the first time. And this amazing healing began in my life, which obviously led me to believe that God is real because, you know, he was the only solution to this seemingly impossible situation. So you were feeling depressed and anxious and you felt like God healed you from that. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like he, he healed me, but also he taught me how to rethink things and I think that's that's so important because a lot of the way we feel, as you'll know, as someone who's trained in counselling, comes from the way we think. Yes. Not always, because there are, you know, illnesses that are completely chemical and, and come mm-hmm. from other things, physiological things. But uh, a lot of my problems had come from the way I viewed the world, the way I viewed myself, the way I would process disappointment and mm-hmm. the way I processed setbacks. And I was just internalising it all and getting a really negative worldview. And so faith created a big picture for me that was very positive and helped me to plug into something positive every day. 
that's amazing. We're going to take a quick pause for an ad break, but when we're back, we're going to hear how Philippa takes captive her negative thoughts and how she overcomes using a special kind of visualization. Stay locked. No, 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 Counseling is a talking therapy which can provide support and treatment for a wide range of mental health and emotional issues. It offers a safe and confidential space where you can discuss your problems and difficult feelings openly. Counseling Directory connects you with professional support. Please find a link to their amazing website in the description box below. How do you overcome your negative thinking today? What I've tried to do is, it's not easy, but the way I like to picture it is that my mind is a, a place. It's an actual place. It's a landscape like where we are now. It's got trees and valleys and, and oceans and and the way I think creates that space. Wow. So if I... That's amazing. Um, if I have negative thoughts, it will be a dark place. Mm. And if I sort of focus on my shortcomings and my failures then it will become a nasty rocky dark place but if I fill that place with life-giving thoughts and for me scripture is life-giving so if I am feeling like I'm worthless and then I turn to scripture and it tells me that I'm worth dying for Mm. that is the thought I put in place which helps the garden of my mind to be a pretty place I have never heard it described like that before. Really? That is so beautiful. You should write a song about that. Well, I might try to. I've done a little entry to my Inspiration 365 on YouTube about it. So it's called The Garden of My Mind. That's an amazing concept, babe. I've never heard it it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, because there's some science behind it too. So as you probably know, every thought you have Mm -hmm. creates a neural pathway, which is how you learn things. So if you constantly hit a ball with a bat eventually you'll get really good at it because your brain is becoming more adept at doing that and it's the same with worry and fear you know that it actually creates neural pathways that your body and brain gets really used to Mm -hmm. so if you kind of build a dam with a with a positive thought that knocks a negative thought out of the way you're actually training your brain to think differently and and so it's a spiritual but also a, a science thing too which is awesome I absolutely love that. That is so good. I wonder whether you could now just lead us yeah. <laughs> in some kind of like visualization of that. Okay. Like almost like if somebody right now is listening and yeah. they're in that rocky place. I was totally picturing it as you yeah. were talking and it's dark and they've had loads of negative words spoken over their life and they're thinking negatively. Yeah. How could they turn that around for them? Selves. I think what might be a really good thing to do, even if you're not an artist, is get a piece of paper out, get a pencil or a pen and ask yourself, if my mind were a place, what would it look like right now? Go with the way you feel, Love you that. know? So if you feel like it's a dark place, maybe sort of try to draw something that represents that. If you feel like it's a, got a volcano that's erupting with fear and anxiety and all of those kind of chaotic thoughts, maybe draw that. Mm-hmm. And, and just sit with that for a minute and ask yourself why it is that way. Maybe you could write things along the curves of it, along the volcano. Is it is it fear? Is it is it worrying about health? Is it worrying about family? Is it worrying about purpose? And start to look at what's creating that negative space 
And then ask yourself, well, what would I really like my mind to look like? What would I like it to look like? Would I like it to be like Barbados with a beach and a beautiful sunscape? Or would I prefer it to be like a meadow with little lambs in it and stuff? And I would then look at those negative things that you've written down and find yourself a positive flip side of it. So for instance, if I was constantly coming up against fear about my family, for instance, you've got kids, so yeah. um, I'm sure that you sometimes have fear and worry for them, for mm-hmm. their lives. And mm-hmm. my way of coming against that would be that, but my children are in God's hands. Yeah. So, and I'm, and I'm going to put a prayer around them that says I'm entrusting him to take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. And just maybe that that part of the landscape will start to look a bit prettier. That feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I want to I want to really take that forward and just think about, you know, going to bed at night, maybe like mm. lying in your bed and you sort of think, what did my mind look like today? Yeah. Like, what has today done to my, my garden? garden. Yeah. 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 That's a really, really good thing to think, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Are there some potholes? Yeah. And what are they and how can I change them? Absolutely. To become like, I don't know fountains instead of potholes and are there some flowers that are dead that need weeding up and I can replace them with you know new seed yeah but it's true because there might be things that have happened you might have for instance been turned down for a job today or you didn't get into the college you were hoping to get into and that can begin to look like a, a big rock or a pothole of rejection and it's so important to reframe that and think actually but that's positive that could be redirecting me to where I'm supposed to be and I think it is it's good actually it's good that you said that, Lily Joe. that um, you've got to do maintenance on the garden daily yeah. to keep it good. Yeah, exactly. Just like at the moment in the UK, we're having a bit of a heat wave. Mm-hmm. And so all this wasteland around us probably wasn't wasteland before. It yeah, was green, right. it was luscious, it was beautiful. And at the moment, it's a little bit parched and, and yellow and <laughs> it needs a bit of maintenance, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what our mind can do. It needs some water, it needs some good life-giving stuff. And, and I think that's another important thing. Like I used to have this real bad habit of going, and we all do it, I think, going towards things that make our anxiety and depression worse. Mm. So for instance, I used to be worried about my health and I would just Google illnesses and I would Google symptoms and I would watch TV programs about my health nightmare or, you know, I nearly died on holiday. And I'd, I'd watch these programs because I was intrigued because of the spark inside me that was a bit obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And it would just make my anxiety so much worse and fill my head with new worry. And so I think it's important to, when it comes to the garden of your mind, (laughs) to not fill it with stuff that you know is going to make it worse. And so good. Yeah. So how do you maintain rest and how do you balance your craziness with rest? I know you said earlier that you're either all on or all off. Mm-hmm. Is there anything in between that you do to just sort of make sure that you are mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally okay? It's something I'm really working on because it's an area of my life that I haven't got all together. And I think it's really important to remember that no one else can rest for you. Great. You can't hire someone to rest for you. You can can get someone to help you with your menial tasks. You can put off cleaning another day. You You can do a lot of things and other people can help you with a lot of things. Other people can go, I mean, for me as a self employed musician, I want to take every single opportunity I can, but there is no one else who can take my opportunity to rest. Mm. So that is something I'm learning is that I, and I have to fight people off sometimes because everybody wants a piece of your time and 
sometimes you have to be quite militant about it. Yeah, that is so good, Philippa. Thank you. Okay, so obviously we've both got husbands that are musicians and that we can tour with, which is really amazing to have like adventures together and share what you love with each other. But just wondered because Joel is such a special rock to your career. Special rock. Special rock. How do you cope being so close and so together in everything? I feel like God has really given me a great gift in in Joel that he is so low maintenance. He's a really low key person. He doesn't require a lot of like attention or and we really do just spend a lot of time in silence between gigs. Like when we're in the car, we just hours of just chilled outness and I think I honestly think God knew I was going to need that mm. when we got together that we spent so much time just like face to face with people doing lots of socializing that we just like to just chill. We're re- we have loads of really comfortable silences. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think, you know, just cups of tea as well. Very important. Just chilling out, drinking tea. That's what we do best in it, Joel. Oh, <laughs> it's so lovely. I love watching your relationship on social media. I think it's really great. Have you ever had a time where you've gone on stage together and you've had a big argument? Um, We've had like tension yeah so we've been on stage when we've not been in the best of moods with each other but never after i don't think we've ever had a massive argument oh how lovely i think we've had like big we've had big difficult discussions like one of you know where they're like pivotal discussions about serious serious stuff and i've like lost my mind a bit in conversations and gone a bit tantrumy but joel like i said he's just so consistent and low-key yeah. He just lets it pass, which is really good. It's not good to go on stage with attention, but actually, because I talk about Joel on stage, it forces me to remember how what a great guy he is. <laughs> so if we're in a bad mood yeah, with each other, brilliant. and then I have to tell the audience, actually, Joel has like been such a rock to me, and he's really demonstrated faith to me throughout our marriage. He's been so gracious, and he's just really helped me be a better person. You can't really say that without letting the anger go in your sure. heart. So... Yeah. I think, and Joel's grandma on our wedding day, she actually said that lovely phrase, you know, couples that pray together, stay together. And I think that's it's for the same reason. It's because you can't like be mad at each other and also be praying at the same time. Mm, it wow, just causes something to happen. Yeah. So that's our secret. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. I remember when I was on the Ben Hay Now tour, we had a gig in Cambridge. Um, and we'd had an argument that day and we had to go on stage together and it wasn't very nice and I felt really bad about it and I was just like, oh, this isn't how it should be, you know? Was it to do with parking, Joel said. <laughs> parking in Cambridge is awful, In Cambridge, it? oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> it must have been to do with the parking. It probably was something <laughs> like that because they are the things when you're married and when, or when you're in a long-term relationship that kick off absolutely it's and if you're tired as well it's yeah. really tough, tough isn't it I think we've realized that as well is that we both everybody gets more irritable when they're tired and we so often are mm. and when you find yourself like when someone sneezes and you think they've done it just to annoy you <laughs> like the, I don't like the tone of that sneeze what do you mean <laughs> yeah something we've just started to do and it's been really good actually is just to take a breath and take a pause before making any decision because we're quite fiery and mm-hmm. I think often we can make a decision and it's not out of the best yeah. kind of attitude. So it's like, can we just sleep on it and then come back tomorrow yeah. and circle back and see how we're at? And then it's actually fine and it's better and we can yeah. think straight and we're not tired. So I think that's totally. been really good for us. 
not to be impulsive, especially mm. when it's just like when you've had a bad day, like your your immediate impulse is like, we can't do this anymore. We need to give up. We need to do something else. And actually, when you've had a bit of sleep, you realize, you know what? It might have just been a bad day at the office, which everybody has. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't feel like walking away from their job now and again, Absolutely. even when it's the dream job? So good. All right. We're going to finish in a moment because I know that your time is super precious. But let's just find out a few more things about you. So who is the nicest celebrity you've ever met? That's so easy. Ed Sheeran ah. was the nicest celebrity. And when I say nicest, just the absolutely most down to earth and had the most time. So I, I bumped into him backstage at the Little Mix concert in Milan. And it was, it was a great gig because it was outdoor and all of backstage was outdoor and the weather was amazing. And I saw him arrive and you know, when you get that impulse, you, you should go and talk to someone because that's your moment. Yeah. And I just totally bottled it. So I didn't, oh! I didn't go and say hello. Okay. So I was sitting outside after my set and I was just thinking, I'm just such a loser. Why didn't I just go over and say hello? Because I just felt like the natural impulse was to just go, oh, hey, Ed Sheeran. Like not in a kind of fangirl way, but just to say hello. And mm. I didn't do it. So I literally prayed, God, please give me another chance to meet him because I'd really love to say hello. And at that very moment, he walked past completely by himself, no entourage, no bodyguards, no one. It was just, and we were just sort of like in the same space. So I thought, all right, I'm going to go and say, dude, thanks for the music. Thanks for being an amazing acoustic artist. And uh, he kept me talking for like half an hour. Wow. You know, when you sort of like, you say hello and you think, right, I'm just going to go now. And I started Mm -hmm. to back away because I didn't want to get in his face, but he just kept asking me questions. Um, Oh, that's lovely. He was brilliant. Thanks for that, Ed. Thanks for being kind to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're an absolute star, Ed. Yeah, absolutely. In our household, we absolutely love comeback fighting. Oh, that's We play so it cute. a lot and we still play it. I Amazing. know it's been out for a while now, but we still play it a lot. What are your plans upcoming for autumn and winter? Yeah, um, well, I'm, I'm just about finished with a book that I'm writing. Yes. And that comes out actually in December so <gasps> wow so soon yeah so I've got a few things to do for that to uh-huh. kind of prepare for the release Brilliant. and the launch and it is a daily read so it's a 365 devotional and it is called Amazing You oh how incredible yeah. <laughs> I just got goosebumps yeah and uh, actually it was amazing because in fact you're the first person to I think I've told this oh okay. yeah this is exclusive this is an absolute exclusive because <gasps> I couldn't decide on a title and I did an interview with the team of the publisher that's putting it out and they collected so much information about me, about what I do. I answered loads of questions about what I wanted the book to do. And they came back and went, how about this for a title? And they wow. and the title was Amazing You, 365 Readings for Dreamers. <gasps> and I was just like, that is so perfect. That is perfect. Yeah. And, and actually that really fits with your core value of like leaving a legacy to others of being amazing. That And I didn't even suggest that at all. Wow. So it was amazing. It's so cool. Thank you so, so much for sharing with us. I know there's loads of wisdom and loads of nuggets for people to kind of take hold of and put into practice over the next few weeks. In the description box below, I'll put all links to everything we kind of discussed and talked about, including links to Philippa Hanna's website and links to the book. Maybe. Yeah, well, the best thing to do... when this goes out. If people want to buy anything, like my previous book about my journey, 
they can just go to comebackfighting.com. Fantastic. And where can we find you on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? Philippa Hannah for all of the above. It's pretty easy. One L, two P's, no H on the end of Hannah. Oh, look at that. You've said that before. <laughs> oh, yeah. And people still just call me Hannah. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for today. And we think you are absolutely amazing. Oh, you're amazing too. Oh, I really bless. hope this all is the best podcast ever that everyone yeah. listens to. Same. Thanks for listening. Thanks for eavesdropping in. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please be sure to subscribe. And if you're feeling generous, why not share with your friends? Please check the description box below for extra links and further information to some of the topics discussed in today's episode. Also, you'll find information about what's coming next. For further information, top tips and advice on all kinds of mental health issues, including low mood, anxiety, self-harm, eating disorders and more, please do check out www.thelilydoeproject.com. You can find my music across all digital platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. See you next time. for an interactive workshop on how to overcome low self-esteem for your next festival, youth event or schools workshop. Why not book me, Lily Jo, to lead my brand new I Am Worthy workshop where I teach best practices on how to overcome low self-esteem. This workshop is not just for girls, but it's for your guys as well. Find a link in the description box below to book today. And don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for 10% off. Dress, baby, like one, two, three. You can a little help to get your life back on track do you have big dreams but don't know where to start why not book a session with me where we can explore together your dreams and turn them into a reality i offer life coaching to individuals through my unstoppable life coaching business why not find a link in the description box below and book today and don't forget to use the unique discount code eavesdrop for an extra 10 percent off Chase on